So we, uh, last week, we, uh, we were blessed. Um, we were, someone blessed us to go to Beacon Island in Plate. I don't know if you know where that is. So we took it with full force. <laughs> Said yes. <laughs> Never been there, always seen it from a, from a distance. And uh, I remember we were driving, first took the wrong turn, and then, uh, and, and then followed the GPS. <laughs> And came to Beacon Island, and we stopped in front of this boom, and there was a car in front of us. And, uh, and I saw the, the guard standing there, and he's chatting, and then someone comes up to our car, and he says, What is my name? And I go, Oh, shucks, I hope the person that booked this for us put out my name on it, because this would be awkward. And so I says, No, it's Richter. And he says, Okay, he goes back and he checks it out, and says, Okay, cool, my Francois Richter. And he lifts the boom and we drive. And as we drive up this road thingy, incline, I see another car stop there. And there's a guy with this, the only thing, I've, I've only seen this in movies. Because I've never been to a fancy hotel like this before. So it's this, this thing and then they put the luggage and stuff on it. And I looked at Nadine and I said, just act normal. Just act. <laughs> like, and I go... Oh my goodness, there's like a suck in the back that doesn't look fancy at all. We're going to stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> and, and, and I'm just, I'm like standing, waiting for the car on the show. And I'm like, oh shucks, I hope I'm fine. And I'm looking at the guy, I'm checking what he's doing. I'm like, is he going to open my boot? Am I going to open my boot? How does this work? And I, I get out and I come behind and I open the boot for him. And he says, I'm here. And, he, and I give him my stuff. And he says, um, you have been here before. I'm like, Am I going to lie now? No. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Felt so uncomfortable. And, um, and, and, he, and he puts my stuff on and he explains to me, okay, he'll wait for me inside and he'll go around and he'll go park. Uh, I can go park there somewhere. And uh, I, uh, I think I dropped Nadine off, probably. Dropped Nadine off there and I drive and I go park my car. Jamie was with his Oma and Opa, so it was just the two of us. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I come back up and I come through inside the, the place and there's this massive place. I don't know if you've been to Beacon Island, but it's like this, what do you call it, a, a foyer, hallway, whatever. It's like massive. You look up and you just see everything and it's, and it's, and I'm like, yes, I'm totally out of, luckily, uh, luckily I wore some nice clothes that day. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll come in here. And, uh, and then the guy goes, Yo, do you want something to drink? I'm like, uh, yes, okay, I'll take that. that. He brings something to drink, and we're just standing there, but I'm like totally uncomfortable. Because, uh, I, like, not uncomfortable because it's not nice, but uncomfortable because I'm not used to this at all, and I'm like, fools as a fricky. Because <laughs> there's all these people around me that knows, and I'm just standing there. And anyway, so we, so we go to the, so they book us in. Again, sitting there, I'm going like, please find my name on your system. <laughs> and, and we walk through to the elevator, and, um, and now we're standing there, and the, and the guy says, okay, the one elevator is broke, so he will take the service elevator. We go up with him. We go up. Um, you have a key card, which is nice. Go inside, see the room, very nice. Shame, and then the poor oak had to carry all our baggage up the stairs, like four staircases up, which was rough. And I said to Nadine, I guess we have to tip the guy now. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, here's a 20, you know, and we're there. And, and the whole weekend was lacquer. It's like, do you feel like luxury, which is lacquer to, um, on spun, what do you call it, relax. Um, 
but I, I probably spend more money on tips than anything else because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be broke because of tips because if you go room service, then somebody comes up and you're like, I have the tip now. <laughs> and uh, later on, I just decided, okay, let me just go down myself and buy it at the bottom and come back up again. Um, but it was a very nice, a very nice weekend. Um, I should have said 18, no, no. <laughs> um, cease, cease to ever. <laughs> What did you say? That's what he did to you. Oh! <laughs> now it comes up. Everyone will come to the light. Sorry, I haven't stopped my timer. But, um, you know, I, I, I was just thinking about um, our experience there. And, um, and, and as I started preparing for, for the week, I, I felt like just Lord wanted us, wanting us just to, to speak upon host, hospitality. And what does that look like in, in, in the church? Because many times we try to give that service to someone that comes to our house. You know, you know the, the, the family, before they invite someone over, they have this massive fight. Oh, and the kids and the dogs. And, and then when the doorbell rings, it's like, oh, okay. So you smile, I smile. All right, here we go. Hello. <laughs> you laugh because everyone has done that before. Hello. And, and the wife has been preparing this this for two weeks already, the food and buying the best food and we come in and the table is nice and it's a nice, I, I joke, Trevor said this morning, he has, new, he has a fireplace in his new house, but, but I put a fire on my TV <laughs> because it's like it looked nice. If you've been to my house before, I put a fire on the TV because it looks nice <laughs> and cozy. And, um, and then we put a, a heater behind it. No, we don't. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> and so, so you, 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 you prep in advance and, and, and everything builds up and you want to put out the nicest things and, and, and be the, the best way possible. That, and, and you have your nice dinner and afterwards you, you have your pudding and you have your coffee and then the people leave and then the wife's like... <gasps> Only in five months again. <laughs> and, and, and that in itself is not wrong. But if, if, if that becomes our purpose in having people over, we might, we, we're missing it. Because, I'm, let's go to the scripture quickly. Romans 12 verse 9. And he's writing and he says this, Let love... <laughs> Let, let, let love be genuine. Eh? Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with a brotherly love. Lo uh, uh, outdo one another in showing honor. Is that amazing? Outdo one another. So you're allowed to be competitive in that sense. Eh? Do not be slothful in zeal. Be vervent, 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 fervent. <laughs> it's like I'm not even speaking Greek yet and I'm struggling. In spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Jolie, you can leave it up. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek. What, what happens when you seek something? Well, you... You look until you find it. If I tell everyone now that there's 
a million dollars, <laughs> that's too much, a million rand, hidden in, in some way in this building. We're going to seek. Who's not going to seek? Everyone's going to seek. We're going to seek it until we find it. And it's interesting he uses the word seek there. Seek to show hospitality. And, and what Paul is actually doing here is, if you look at the chapter, he's explaining a life that is pleasing to God. A Christian life, which is pleasing to God. And one of the things that is pleasing to God is when we seek to show hospitality. And so he starts the chapter off, or he starts the, the piece off with love. Love. He says, let love be genuine. And I want to say this, hospitality comes out of a motive of love always. Not to show my side of, this is how good my life is. This is how we do things. This is how. No, it comes out of a place. I want you over to come to me to share love. I forgot that the piano is still playing. <laughs> um, to show love. Love is what motivates us in this. The Greek word for hospitality, which I'm not going to pronounce, but it means to love strangers. So when Paul writes this letter and he uses the word hospitality, he says this, that we should love strangers. Not just from a distance, but properly. Love them with warmth and friendliness, with readiness, readiness to show hospitality. Michael, Mike DeFay, uh, one of the elders in Cape Town, he writes this. He says, in ancient societies, hospitality was more or less a universal norm. So it was a normal thing back then. But not a, not a, <laughs> my English is sucking this morning. Not a less, not, not a, Nonetheless, there we go. When God redeemed the oppressed Israelites from Egypt, He desired that hospitality would become a deep value among them, which would reflect His nature to the world. God mandated His people under the law to care for the strangers who came among them. This is because they were once strangers and were welcomed in. They had been recipients of of God's kindness and we're now called to do likewise so back then God actually placed it in the law that the Israelites must invite strangers into their homes to show them the kindness of God to show them the love of God now this is this is this this sounds very unspiritual but Jesus says this he says this is what I want you to do. I want you to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. We can get the best teaching somewhere else or we can search for the best prophetic voice or we can shout the loudest in worship. But if we do not love the person next to us, then the whole, our whole point of Christianity, what we're doing, doesn't matter. It's like a clanging symbol. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to give us a practical tool 
a way that we can love our neighbor, which is hospitality, loving strangers. And what he says there is to contribute to the needs of the saints. Yes, we can in here we can show hospitality by contributing to need to the needs of each other. But I want to specifically focus on our homes. I felt God said this this morning in the elders meeting. He says, "Our lives are not our own." You know, the Bible says, "Our lives you belong to Christ; it's not our own." But I felt like the Lord said, "Our homes, our houses, are not our own." It belongs to Christ, and it belongs to one another. And one of the way that we can do it is by having people in, inviting people in, not to entertain. This is not an entertainment business. It's to bring people in and love them. The value of hospitality is so important under the new covenant that, that to qualify to be an elder in the church. He has to be hospitable. That's a qualification for an elder. That's how serious this is. The old way that the Israelites saw it is that they would have four doors to their home. One facing north, the other facing south, east and west to welcome people in. Hospitality, and this is important, hospitality is not a ministry just for the leaders. This is a command for every believer to practice and for the elders to model. And that's why Paul says when he writes to Timothy and he says this is the qualification for an elder. It's not just because it's for the elders, but that the elders would model this and that the rest of the church can go, this is how. This is how we love. This is how we open up our homes. This is how we make people part of it. And this is a way that we can show Mossel Bay and the regions that we belong to Christ. That we don't, you know, society has become this thing where they, you just isolate yourself. I think COVID, we actually see it more and more that, that COVID actually had a lasting effect. That people become isolated. It's my life, my world. Don't come in, don't come too close. But God's heart is that we open up our lives so that we can be with one another and therefore love one another. And when the world sees that, they go, this is different. The church is not to conform to the world, but we are to stand out, to be a lighthouse on the hill. And one way that we can shine, shine our light is to love, love, to host, bring people into our lives and make them part. And so this morning, I really want to look at why do we show hospitality? What keeps us from showing hospitality? And how do we show hospitality practically? So the reason, why do we show hospitality? Number one, 1 John 5, verse 1 to 3. He says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey His commandment. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Matthew 25, verse 40, And the king will answer them. This is a parable Jesus is telling. He says, Truly I say this to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And so, showing hospitality is 
one, a commandment, that if we truly love Jesus, we'll do this. We'll love people by welcoming them into our lives, welcoming them into our homes. But second is, when we invite someone into our lives, into our homes, it's as if we invite Jesus. He says, if you, get, if, you, if you take a cup of water and you give it to the least of these, it's as if you do it unto me. It's the same here. Jesus says, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And it's really when we do that, Christ himself is in our midst. <laughs> so this is a good reason why we open up our homes. Because as we host one another, we host Jesus. And it's part of our worship. Worship is not just here on a Sunday where we sing a song, not just in your car or your shower where you sing a song. But our worship is doing the will of God and so living lives that is satisfying unto Him. And one of our ways of worship is in bringing people in, into our lives, into our homes, showing hospitality, friendliness. The second reason why we do it is because we love people. I quoted that scripture, Mark 12, verse 50. We love our neighbor as ourselves. So when we love our neighbor, we should think, how would I like to be treated? How would I like to be loved? And then we love them that way. This Bible also says this, that we love because he first loved us. So if you want any reason, then this is it. Christ showed you forgiveness, love, and brought you into family. How amazing is it that we can extend that love and do the same for others? This is too practical. and <laughs> not, this is, If there's one spiritual practice that we can put in, pl in place, it's this. But Francois, I know this. Yes, but are you practicing it? Because if we want to be a church that models something and that shines a light to the nations, that people will be drawn to us, if we don't get this right, if we don't love God first and love those around us, then we're missing it. People should feel loved. People should, we should open up our lives to others to show that we care about them. The third reason why we show hospitality, it's the heart of the gospel. Hospitality is at the heart of the gospel that we who were strangers to God have been brought near and into his family. Ephesians 2.19 says this, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. Yes, there is the word, aliens. <laughs> but <yeah>. but <laughs> You were aliens. <laughs> but you are fellow citizens. So alien, just for those to clarify, it's not that thing with your head and green people. It's uh, when you're not part of a, of a tribe or outside, you don't belong to a nation, you're aliens. But you are fellow, fellow citizens with saints and members of the household of God. You were once strangers. But now your fellow citizens, saints, and members of the house of God. Colossians 1 verse 21. And you 
who once were alienated, <laughs> because he uses the word a lot, and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. Who can, that was me. I was doing evil deeds. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. This is why we do it, because we communicate the heart of the gospel. Jesus says, go into all the nations, preach the gospel. The gospel should be preached, all right? I don't believe in, you know, just your life. No, 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 no. People need to know that Christ died for you. You were once a sinner. You need a savior. But the way we can live it out as well, because it's not just word and speech, but it's also in deed. The way we can communicate the gospel is by inviting people into our lives, inviting them into our homes, loving them, saying, I don't know you, <laughs> but I want to know you. And I want to extend to you the love that Jesus extended to me, that once I was a sinner, alienated, a stranger, probably is a stranger to God, but God so loved the world that He sent Christ to die so that we can be in relationship with Him again. And so it's the heart of the gospel because when we bring people into our lives, into our homes, we're actually telling them, I want relationship with you. Hey, I want relationship with you. I want to get to know you. If you look around this place alone, I mean, we can bring people in from outside. That's one thing. But if you look around this place right now, who is a stranger to you? Nobody's going to answer that. <laughs> but who's a stranger to you? We watched this movie uh, only 15 minutes in, and then my wife said, this is not good, so let's put it off. But it's like a family movie, but just the way they portrayed it wasn't nice to me. And, uh, but in this, it's this church camp that they have. If you, if you watched it, don't feel convicted. I'm just saying it was our conviction. But it's this church camp. And so... The, 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 the pastor goes, hey, we're going to have a church camp. And everyone goes, yes. And, and uh, this one family decides, okay, they're going to go. And as they drive, there's this other family on the road that like just irritates the guy driving the car. And he's frustrated. And anyway, so they get to the church camp. And when they get there and they go into their little hut housey, this guy that just made him get road rage is now staying with them in this tent housey thingy. They're going to camp. And as they, I guess the premise of the movie, as they get to know one another, they actually dislike one another and they get frustrated with one another. And the first thing in my head was, but you're in the same church. How, how are you so much strangers that you don't know this guy's bend, that he is irritating in that way? <laughs> and he doesn't know you. And I, and I realized that much of church out there has become this, that, I know you from a distance. There's a song. So there's something from a distance. No. From a distance. <laughs> I know you from a distance. And that's enough for me. Maybe three arms lengths is enough. Maybe a fist bump on a Sunday is enough. But that's not what God intended for us. God intends for us to not be strangers, but to be family. And we've said this a lot. But if we don't live this out, then we're just doing a Sunday meeting. You know that this is, not, this is not it. This that we're doing here, it's not it. 
It's living lives together, building relationship with one another, getting to know one another. And when we invite people into our homes, we do that. That, Ari, was speaking of, because you always sit there, just sit somewhere else. Ari, what irritates me of you? I'm trying to think now. <laughs> because it's your birthday every week, that frustrates me. <laughs> but if there's, a twer- if there's a tweak thing in Ari that frustrates me, you know, maybe he'll grow in it, but maybe that's who he is. And if I don't build relationship with you, that thing will irritate me until I start knowing who Ari is. And still I see, I see Ari from a distance every Sunday and I go, oh, that's the guy jumping on the stage every Sunday. He's definitely, I'm an introvert, he's an extrovert. We don't, we don't do this. But the difference in people, I'm not really an introvert. The, the difference in people is why God has placed us together. If we all were the same, it would be very boring. <laughs> it would be very boring. Tisha's nodding her head. Yes. <laughs> Tisha's in our community now, so we're going to get to learn her much better now. And she's going to learn to get to know us. <laughs> but that's the reason, to know one another's flaws, to know what they're struggling with. You know, I heard a story about somebody saying, oh, we, we were struggling with this, so we were moving, and we were doing all of this. this is a while ago, not recent, so if this is you right now, this, this, you're not, I'm not referring to you. But back then, like, and nobody came to help me. Yes, because we don't know. <laughs> I think sometimes people think that we should be, like my wife thought, super spiritual, wake up 12 o'clock midnight, and God goes, Ari is struggling. Yes, he can do that. But sometimes Ari needs to go, hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I'm moving. Hey, I need a meal. Hey, and that takes humility. But if we don't live in one another's life, we don't know the needs. And so we can't meet them. And so we can't show hospitality. And I want to say this, and this is a word that Alicia brought in our elders meeting, which was very good, is even in this preach, you, you might go, you might go, yeah, I know, I'm still waiting for someone to show hospitality and love me. I'm still waiting for that. Nobody invites me anymore. Why is that, that people caring there? I want to say that. If you're lonely and you see that, invite. Don't just sit back and go, because <laughs> that's strangers. No, man. If my, like my wife did with me this weekend, if I'm not... If I'm watching too much sport, come on. Like, come, I don't just stop watching the Formula One now. I'm being vulnerable. <laughs> but we speak to one another. And that's, it's not about the one person only doing it, it's for us all. And this is a value of Josh Jane is that we build real and committed relationships. Real which means real, not fake, like just smile and wave and leave and see each other next Sunday. No, real. I know what you're struggling with. Hey, I know you, real, bold. Hey, who are you? What are you doing? What do you love? What do you... And then realizing when they come to eat by you that they are yet upmont. And that frustrates you. <laughs> but it's okay. That's, that's, that's family. Then you, then after 10 meals, 
nine or ten meals you help them write. <laughs> Not immediately. <laughs> Real and committed relationships. We know each other's weaknesses. We know each other's struggles. We become accountable, transparent. No longer strangers, but family. We hosted a, a girl, her name is Nina. Um, not that Nina, another Nina. <laughs> um, from TMT. Uh, was it last year, I think? Yeah, probably. And um, she it was a total stranger. Uh, they said, we're hosting someone. We don't know who we're hosting. Coming to stay with us for, for a week. And uh, the busy stops there and this girl gets off. And I'm like, Am I going to make this week with her? Because I don't know. I don't know what she's like. I don't know. Who is she? And we got to know her. And she's a lovely girl. Like she, and the way that she loved Jamie was amazing. Jamie still said after weeks later, no, that's Nina's karma. Because she became family. And I said to her, look, if you ever hear, this is, this is your room. Now we moved houses, so she's got a different room. But this is your room. Your family. You're, now, you're no longer a stranger, you're family. And that can happen by hosting, but it can also happen by just inviting someone over for coffee, for a tea, for whatever. I, mean, I want you just to, I know I didn't prep you for this, but you, you, you guys hosted a bunch of guys two years, and afterwards you guys were still chatting and enjoying one another. You want to share quickly on that? <laughs> I don't know what you want me to share on. Um, Okay, so, so we've hosted a couple of times uh, before, and um, the people that we've hosted, like Francois said, they usually pitch up total strangers um, from all walks of life, and then you take them into your home, and they really become family. And like we always say, um, church family almost becomes thicker than blood family. And... Uh, even now, when we go to Cape Town or wherever we go, we visit them. When they come here, they visit us. We speak on a weekly basis into each other's lives and build each other up. And it's, it's just amazing. It's like you've got family everywhere. And the Lord just uses it. I always say that, or say that um, we always thought, or I always thought, that we're going to host someone and we're going to bless them. But it always turns out just the other way around. They come and you host them and you really get blessed so much. So, yeah. It's really, I've seen the guys. Ari, Ari knows the guys are coming. So it's four guys, three or four guys, I remember, um, that played FIFA. What's their names? So anyway, so... <laughs> so so, um, so he's, Ari messages, they message him to say, you're going to host us and... Uh, and so Ari, Ari replies, he says, no, I've got your room ready. We're very excited for you guys to come. There's just one thing. And this happened this week that my pet snake, like, got lost in the house. <laughs> he doesn't even know the guy. And, and, and he sent me the, the screenshot of the messages. And then the guy goes like, ha-ha, joking. And Ari doesn't reply. And he's like, are you serious, bro? Can I? No, I can't do this. <laughs> I love, it was very funny. But it's amazing, like I really, like Ari became like a, a, a friend, a father to them. And they're part of Josh Jane Cape Town and they still chat. And it's amazing how guys become family, from strangers to family. So I want to look at 
what keeps us from hospi- from showing hospitality inviting and i'm i'm on a, i'm concentrating more on our homes than actually here but what keeps us from hospitality even bringing people into our homes and loving them whether it would be with tea just prayer dinner actually sleeping over what what keeps us from doing that and i, I think the number one thing is this james 2 verse 1 to 4 it says my brothers show no partiality i've got it right as you hold the faith in our lord jesus christ the lord of glory for if a man wearing a golden ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say you sit here in a good place in front next to trevor While you say to the other poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. That's rough. Sit at my feet. Don't tell anyone that ever. (laughs) Have you not then made distinctions among yourself and became judges with evil thoughts? And so he's saying, if we do that, it's evil thoughts. Because this, what? Because this is not the way of the kingdom. Jesus doesn't pull a line and says, only this group of people can come in and you guys must stay out. No. All cultures, all races, poor or rich, young or old, ginger or not ginger. (laughs) It was for John. It was for John. All people are welcomed in God's (laughs) case. Sorry. (laughs) Bianca. So, uh, you're allowed to, to stone me now. <laughs> and you know what it can become is, yes, that's now an example of rich and poor. But you know what? What keeps us is clicks. Not clicks in the mall. Clicks. You know, I only hang with these people because we've got this in common. And it, that keeps us from showing the gospel. Only these people are allowed in my, in my house. Only people with no kids. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> only older people. Only younger people. Whatever. Whatever it might be. Only people that wears the deodorant. <laughs> whatever it might be. Because it's real, eh? There's, there's guys that they pull a line. They say, only these type of people. May we never become that. May we never become that says, I'm going to give more attention because this is the type of people I hang with. It's like with back in school. Those were the gangs. You're all with the smokers or you're with the prefects or you're in the library. No, God wants us to mingle with one another. All types of people. Don't leave, please. (laughs) Partiality. It's a, it's a sin. And I want to I call us to this. Don't do that. If, that. if that is something, and sometimes it's not even because I, don't, I dislike you. Sometimes it's because of being comfortable or uncomfortable. Again, we're called to be uncomfortable. And so when you're scared to speak to the extroverts because you're an introvert, get out of your comfort zone and speak to them. Go. Get to know them. The second reason Self-preservation. 
self-preservation, wanting to be comfortable, wanting to live a comfortable life. My time, I've worked the whole day, and I was there. I worked from six, from sometimes from five to six in the morning to six in the evening. Got home, I have people over for community. It was literally on Wednesdays. I was so tired, but I knew this is the kingdom now. This is where I give my time and my energy. And I would tell guys, look, I'm tired. I'm going to maybe look like a zombie. But I'll listen and I'll speak. Our time. My time doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. Am I touching on a sacred cow now? You're nodding your head. Is this the sacred cow? <laughs> no. Do we give time to one another? Or is there a time that's set out for me and a same time? Yes, rest. Yes, rest. But my time belongs to you. Having people in your space, in your house. Ah, this is... Uh, I don't like people in my space. This is, this is my type of... <laughs> you know, I said to uh, one the other night at community. Um, they came to our house and I said to him... He said he looked at my grass. He said... Oh, you probably have to do something here. <laughs> so I said to him, "No, you. Um, I like my back, my my garden in the back where Jamie plays. There we cut the grass. But this here is the parking zone, so it's gonna look bad. But this is where I bring people in. I don't preserve this grass and go stop on that. If you have that, if you can do that, that's great. Great. But I, but I don't ask them to go. I can't host because nobody can park on my grass. Now I'm like." If I can fit 10 cars in here on one another, I do that. Because my heart is to open up my house. So what is keeping you in your house? To not bring people in. No? What might it be? Is there something you're scared of that they might destroy or break or whatever? Because just put it away and have the people over. What... Um, Trevor said he's getting leather couches. <laughs> White. You're excited, Trevor. <laughs> you throw something over it. <laughs> hey? Not white, all right. Not with kids, bro. But, hey. but self-preservation can so easily cause us to just look inwardly and not how can I love people. That can stop us. You know, when I look for a house, I look for a house where there's parking and I have a big enough, not big enough, we don't have a big living room, but when I can have people over. My head is always kingdom. My house should be open. How can I get people in here so that I can build relationship? That, that, that's just my way of thinking. The third thing is shame. Shame. My house is too small. I don't have nice furniture. I don't have money to buy stuff. I want to say this. Don't let shame be the reason people don't come in. Because it's not about the entertainment, again. It's not about the fancy. Because, yes, there is that side. I have a big enough house, that's fine. Or I have a small enough house, and I can only have two people, one person over. Use what God has given you. You want to share that? I'm going to finish up. Sorry, Alicia. You shared something about your house in the beginning. <laughs> Sorry, give you more time. I pulled up my leg warmers because my knees were very cold. Um, when we first moved here, our home was super small. Like the kitchen was the size of a little box. And um, 
I think I had Troy, a new baby, so the third baby, and small, small, small. And then they said, okay, guys, you run a, run a community. And we're like, no, we can't. We don't have the facilities. Kitchen too small, house too small. And then we felt the Lord say, but if you're not going to be faithful with the little, I can't give you the more. So we're like, okay, great. Open up a home, then bring them in. And Antonin Fimka had just moved here. And Irina and them also came that night. It was like the big yay first community. And I remember um, Anton and Fimke were, were straight from Netherlands. They're like, how do we do this thing called community? So she comes to me and says, where do I put their children to sleep? And I remember Rena came and said, they can just sleep in the hallway on the floor and everything. And that was our first community. And it was the best communities because I was like, I don't know where they're going to sleep. Like, I've got to, just, this is just like chaos. But in the chaos... The friendships were built, and um, I must be honest, those times when we were all like worshipping in a hot little room were the best times. So use what you've got in your hands and be faithful with the little. I saw, I saw, yes you can. I, I saw a, a picture on Facebook, one of the Josh Chain communities in Cape Town, where they had a flat, long flat, and a bunch of people just pushed into the flat and next to the one guy there was a literally the guy's laundry hanging there and I was like I love that because <laughs> you're not coming in to be entertained you're coming into family you're coming into my life I said to um is it Lebo is it uh, no yes Lebo Lebo um I said to Lebo one of the, the ladies that came to our community on on Wednesday I said to her my wife likes to get stuff neat and done and, and it's nice because she's the wife, I don't know, but you get stuff done, and but but for me, there's a measure of that, yes. But for me, it's more important that if you come into chaos, you come into my life. <laughs> if Jamie is going a tantrum in the beginning of when we just got married, if somebody walked in, we fought, we fought a lot. I told them we just had a fight, <laughs> and then they would pray and it would be counseling and it'd be all these things. But you're walking into my life, I want you to know you, you need to know me. That shouldn't separate us. Like even, um, I was at Nadine Bardenos, I think she wrote in one of her articles, she said she went to a place where the, the, the people literally uh, moved out of their bedroom to host her and stayed in the bathroom. That's probably the only space they had. I'm like, that's crazy. But to host someone and to get to know them is what the value is, not to have the perfect house. Let, let shame not, not, not be even be amongst us. I want to say not be there, but not be. Hey? Not, not determined. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yes, it mustn't determine. Thank you. <laughs> it mustn't determine whether we host or not. And the fourth and last thing why we tend to not do this is we forget why we do it. 1 Peter 4 verse 9 says, Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Oh, I have to have people over again. <laughs> I felt like that. I have felt like that. But then we have to take a moment back. Why do we have this to build relationship, to show the, peop- to show the gospel through the way that we live to get to know one another. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conclude with this. 
Our homes are not to be walled castles, keeping people out, but welcoming households, drawing people in. Can I read that again? Our homes are not to be walled castles, keeping people out, but welcoming households, drawing people in. May we draw people into our homes and show hospitality by looking after the needs, by loving getting to know people. Just quickly, how does this look? Well, having common in your house. If you're part of a community, you can have it in your house. Having someone over or a group for dinner, watching sport together, hosting people. There's a TMT crew coming now. Um, who's putting up their hands to host those young people? Because you can be a testimony to them. And they can wash your dishes. <laughs> they say they'll come to wash dishes as well. But... Yes, we can impart in those young people. When I was part of TMT and I went to people's houses, I always left changed. Especially when I went to Stefan von Sale's house, um, for those of you who know him. But we have a moment to give something to them. Looking after the needs of others. Not complicating things when hosting. Don't complicate it when somebody comes over. If you want to make it neat, do it. But don't let that stop you from having people over but the main reason is that we will make strangers family. And that is the heart and the value here. Why we show hospitality. And doing whatever you can to bring a stranger in to make them family. That's a value. That's a New Testament. Not a Josh Jen. New Testament value. God values this. This is pleasing unto Him when we open up our lives. Amen. And so, I hope you feel encouraged and not heavy, but this is, I'm passionate about this because I've seen it, I've lived it, I can do much better, but I see what it does when we live among one another, like the early church, inviting, bringing over. Like the lady broke the perfume Gave the little, the one who gave a little to Jesus. What do you have in your hand to bring? Don't compare to the person next to you. What do you have to give? The little, the little, the little. And so this is a call to action for us. This week, seek to show hospitality. Seek. Are you seeking to invite someone over, bring someone in? Seek to do it. Because it's pleasing to God. If there's one reason we do this, it's because it's pleasing to God. And it's loving the neighbor like yourself. And because God loved us first, now we can extend that love to others.